Hey guys, welcome to the ResinCast, a place to share knowledge and ideas in the world of resin casting and blank making. Each episode will cover a different topic and answer listener questions. I'm Zach Higgins, a full-time resin turning blank maker and YouTuber running ResinWorksStudio.com. And I'm Casey Martin. I'm a hybrid pen blank maker, YouTuber, and longtime pen turner. We are two guys who love getting creative with resin, and we want to share that passion with you. Well, hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the ResinCast podcast. Uh... This week, we're going to be doing our normal, new normal, asking each other questions. But before we get into the questions and what's on the bench, I just want to give a big shout out to our three sponsors, Easy Wood Tools, Turner's Warehouse, and Turntex. So for anybody that doesn't know at this point, <laughs> Turner's Warehouse is where you can go to get everything that you ever needed for turning, uh, for resin casting, for ring making, and knife making, all kinds of stuff. And so they got you covered. Um, so go check them out, turnerswarehouse.com. Easy Wood Tools, they make the carbide turning tools that Casey and I use. I love the negative rate carbide cutter. They came out with that and it really was a game changer for resin turning. It just turns so smoothly. So check them out if you're looking to get some turning tools and you want carbide. They also have a few other lathe accessories like chucks and, and some other really cool accessories for turning. So go check them out, easywoodtools.com. And last but not least, we got Turntex. That's where you get your cactus juice and your vacuum chambers. So they came out with that product, revolutionized, you know, the, the wood stabilizing, I guess, industry or, or you know, kind of the home thing because most people couldn't do that. So cactus juice makes those, you know, unturnable woods or even uncastable woods um, nice and firm. And you can also do dye stabilizing and all that kind of different stuff. So go check them out for that stuff. They also sell Alumalite Clear. Uh, in the big jugs and you can just order everything online so go check them out turntext.com so let's roll into what you've been working on casey yeah zach so i've been working on a lot of the the same of basically just uh casting pen blanks keeping inventory up and uh sending out orders you know since uh the last time we we recorded for you listeners out there uh zach and i took a week off i was feeling a little under the weather um, so since then, you know, we, we kind of had our, our black Friday sales and, and that was fun. Um, you know, was, was working hard in, in the shop, kind of replenishing the inventory for those. And then, um, what I'm really looking forward to is as we're recording this, it's the start of a week that I have off from my normal job. So I'm really looking forward to getting in the shop a lot. Kind of the main thing that I have on my agenda is, to try to fill the remaining i think i maybe have like 10 or so colors that need to be completely filled um the majority of my mica powder colors have been um basically all filled as much as the powders that i have so it'll feel really good once once those are done i mean there's still some more steps in 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 terms of um cleaning the jars and then putting little stickers on the on the lid so that they don't open during travel. Um, I actually got some on, on that topic. I was having some issues with some customers mentioning that they were still coming loose. So I actually got some heat shrink wrap that will kind of go around it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has the perforated edge that I'm sure a lot of us have, have seen before mm -hmm. on, on bottles and stuff. And so, um, but 
long story short, just uh, really looking forward to, to working in the shop. And um, but up until now, nothing nothing too exciting. Just making blanks. But I'm looking forward to finally having the time to to branch out into some fun stuff this week. But what about you, Zach? What have you been up to? Well, let's see. So I mean, last week I was actually down in Phoenix, and so that was pretty cool. I actually got to stop into Turner's Warehouse. And uh, that's always fun. I, <laughs> I always love hanging out with Chad. But uh, it was interesting because I hadn't been there for like two years. Um, the last time I was there was like November 2019. And so I hadn't actually seen the place. Man, they have expanded so much. Like they have so much stuff in there. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, he has like a retail you know storefront up front. And then the back was like, you know, kind of a warehouse, a shop. And the shop was kind of like fairly wide open he had a lot of tools and stuff but now man they got so much stuff in there <laughs> like the the retail space moved back into the kind of shop area a little bit and uh it's really cool just seeing the the expansion you know and and, and everything that's going on down there so it was pretty cool to, to get to hang out and see what was happening um, but other than that before i left i don't know if i mentioned this um on the podcast i guess um at w- a couple of weeks ago, I tried turning. Uh, well, I cast some of these little plastic caps in a blank. I don't know. If, did I mention this? No, I, no, I can't you remember didn't. if I mentioned it. So I cast these little plastic caps that Dan over at Stainless Bottle Stoppers sent over. I guess they're like these little cap things that are on like his baby food container. Th- I don't, I don't know. They're they're just little crazy plastic cap things, and we we cast them. And they were like, you know, super shiny, you know, smooth surfaces. And I was like, okay, I don't know how this is all going to go. So on the next episode or the next uh, live stream, I tried turning one and (laughs) everything was going okay until it completely flew off the lathe. And like, it was like duck and cover kind of, yeah, it was pretty nuts. And so I was like, dang, you know, and, and I don't know, I'm not entirely certain what, what exactly happened. There, there could have been a, a couple things. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the, those little cap things weren't really adhered that well. But um, so then the week after that, I got some redemption because I was like, okay, we're going to glue in. And, and one thing to, to note is I, I just tapped threads into the blank itself. I didn't have time to, to get the insert glued in. And so... There was a few things that, that you know, on, on that first time when it came off that, I, like I said, I don't exactly know what was going on, but the, the threads were stripped out of the blank. And so uh, I glued in a, an insert and then and then finished it up. And luckily, nothing, it didn't, like, break or anything. It just kind of got a little bit of a dent, <laughs> you know. From That's the nice thing about Illumilite. Or well, actually, it was it was amazing clear cast. But, you know, epoxies and stuff like that, like, they, they don't, break typically like they're, right. they're pretty solid so um so i just picked it up you know glued the thing in and um a couple of things with that actually so you know one of the things that people you know try to do is like hide that little brass insert thing you know if you're doing a stopper or something like that and you got a clear or transparent blank you know you can see that little knurled you know brass thing in there um and so i'd never tried this before i i pulled out some of the divine uh pigment Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know that stuff—the the opaque pigment or you know, opaque dyes—and uh, I used the orange and added a little bit of that to the five-minute epoxy that I glued the insert in with, and that like totally worked. It looked great. It was like awesome. <laughs> like, that is awesome. So that's not a bad way to go. You, you do have to watch out if you add too much of that stuff. It can kind of hinder the epoxy from you know uh, fully curing. So 
don't go too overboard, but that was a, a good way to go with, with that, um, you know, the opaque dye. Um, just add a little bit like a, like a toothpick, you know, a little bit um, to your five-minute epoxy, and that covered the whole thing. It looked great. And uh, so got that thing back on the lathe, just turned it back, you know, because it wasn't exactly the same. Um, it was pretty close, actually, but not the same. It wasn't turning on the same, like, axis, basically. So I just needed to kind of kind of resurface it, retrue it up, and then just polished it up, and it turned out pretty good. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, but, you know, talking about the, the those things were smooth. Um, one thing that we're going to try, I got a couple ideas for, for that I need to ex- kind of experiment with. Um, Dan, one, one thing that I mentioned on the, on that stream was that, that they were smooth and resins don't stick to smooth things. And so if you're going to be turning them, you know, like that's where problems happen. If you're just making like knife scales, a lot of times because you're not really putting a, a lot of forces on that thing and, and like trying to tear it apart basically while you're turning it. Um, you know, like knife scales or things that you're just like sand shaping. You're not really like turning at high speeds and then jamming a chisel into basically. Um, those things you can kind of get away with more, um, but turning blanks and things like that are a little bit harder. Um, so what, a couple of the things that I thought of to try to combat that, if you have these, like the, the problem is like you can take sandpaper and scuff it, but I'm not going to sit there and scuff you know, 20 of these things or hundreds or (laughs) any of that kind of thing, like small things. Um, Another thing that kind of comes to mind is like Legos. It just like, I'm not going to sit there and sand them, you know, it's just, that's not something I want to do. But one thing that I'd always wanted to try is, is, you know, the, the tumbling machines where they like sand things or polish things, the little tumblers, rock tumblers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Throwing them in there with some, I don't know what, I don't know any, I, the reason I haven't ever tried this is because I don't even know where to start really. But I'm thinking like, if you just stuck it in there with some pretty fine, um, you know, tumbling media that might scuff up the surface. So it might be kind of an easy way where you can just load it, walk away and you don't have to sit there and <laughs> sand every little piece. Um, you know, so Dan's going to try and they have a tumbler and he's going to try and scuff things up and we might give this another shot. Um, once he sends the sends those out another way that you could do it is like a sandblaster um, that wouldn't be as hard as you know sitting there sanding it um, it would be a little bit easier so um, i might try that at some point i have a sandblasting cabinet um, so lots of different things but that that's kind of the big i guess thing that's been kind of on the bench that i've actually made other than just you know pouring blanks and stuff um, but I'm I'm excited to try that out and see if there's a way to kind of speed up the process if you need to, you know, scuff something up. Um, now, if you're just, for, for the listeners, if you're just covering something up completely, like, you know, maybe making like a, like a diorama thing, like a cube or something like that, and you're just totally covering the stuff and then just polishing the outsides of the, the cube, then at that point, it doesn't matter what you stick in there. It's, it's not going to matter because it's not going to really come loose. Um, but when you're turning into things like that, it just, you know, exposing them and all that, that's when things kind of want to come apart. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad that I, I, I saw the thing coming off the, like it was not solid and I was, I'm glad that I didn't do anything stupid. Um, I kind of knew that it, you know, there's like kind of the danger zone where, you know, if you're standing right in front of the blank and it's like a spindle or even like a bowl, typically those things come off like straight sideways. And so when it came off, I had taken the tailstock off and I was kind of trying to 
work on the end of it just to kind of take out. There's a little, a little pin kind of prick where I had mm-hmm. the tailstock ho- uh, holding it. And I was just going to come on the end and just kind of clean that up. So I was like well off, you know, the end of the lathe. And I saw that thing starting to wobble and I just ducked <laughs> and it went, boo. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that would have hurt if I got smacked in the face with that thing. Oh, yeah. So dodgeable. That doesn't happen too much. I haven't really, things that don't go flying off the lathe too much for me. Because, I mean, most of the stuff I do is like pens and things. But that one was by far the most uh, spectacular. And so if anybody wants to see it, you can't really see much because I didn't have a wide angle shot going. It was kind of a closer shot, but you can see this thing start wobbling and then it's just like pretty much gone. (laughs) And I was like, oh, watch out, duck and cover. So that's the excitement in in my life (laughs) on the lathe. I'm looking forward to next year. I'm going to have a lot more stuff. I'm going to get back into, you know, making more like videos, project videos and, and doing more stuff. So I haven't I haven't done a whole lot this year, so it's kind of kind of tough when when you're not making projects to talk about what's on the bench. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I know I know exactly what you mean. That's that's kind of the same thing for me. And and one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, and I know it's still going to be, I don't know, probably like five months or so until um, until it happens, where you know I I move into the the new shop. But I've just kind of realized like mainly with uh youtube in particular i've kind of, i've kind of like tapped myself out of project ideas that i can think of that don't involve actually turning whatever i resin cast into something you mm-hmm. know and um there the ideas definitely exist and um you know so i'm not, I'm not making an excuse um and and you listeners out there if you guys have any great ideas definitely definitely pass them my way um but yeah i i know exactly what you mean zach it's it's funny you mentioned that because i've been feeling that same exact way the last couple mm-hmm. days where it's like i want to make youtube videos because i've really been lacking over the last like six or seven months um but all of the fun casting ideas that i had you know i i've done a lot of them and then I just feel like I'm kind of missing the second half of the project where in the past I'd always cast a cool new pen blank or, you know, uh, make a cool block or something. And then after I'd turn that into something, mm-hmm. um, you know, the majority of the time on the lathe or sometimes, you know, I'd make like a knife handle or something. And I just don't really have that ability without kind of bending over backwards right now. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's a bummer. But um, it'll be time, it'll come it, soon. Yeah, get the new shop yeah. going and everything will be good. Actually, yeah. one project that's that I want to do that I had never thought of, um, I guess before. Um, there's there's a so, so Cunningham Woodworks is that what it's is that what his thing is? Let me hold on real yeah Cunningham Woodwork. Um, so that's Chris. Um, I saw he he posted on Instagram and he's he's you might know him if you've been follow, if you follow him he makes uh, a lot of those mallets like the kind of squarish mallets um, out of resin and wood and, and all kinds of different stuff. That's one of his big things. Um, he does a lot of stuff, but that's that's something for like resin casting that you, uh, like if you follow him, you that's the guy that makes that. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he posted, um, 
I can't even remember what he made at this point now, but he posted something and, and they, they, he used metal hardware. So like kind of think of the stuff that, you know, you can buy like table legs for like a resin river table or brackets that kind of connect things together for maybe like a shelf kind of like a bookcase or something. Um, but they're these metal things. And I looked into it. And the company that he, it was kind of like a, a, like a sort of sponsored type of deal where he used their hardware, you know, they, they probably sent it to him, I'm guessing for free. And then he made a project out of it. And it turns out this company's in the little tiny town that I live in. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, whoa, what Minden? And, and so, yeah. And, and like this company's done stuff with, um, like Ben, Uye- I can't think, I can't say his name, Uyeda. What, uh, uh, homemade modern and like, like big YouTube channels and stuff. And I was like, dude, I got to totally make something with some of their stuff. And I, I was actually really bummed. I just did a, a wall shelf, um, like a floating wall shelf thing, not too, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. And they have a way better system of attaching something like that. It is like robust. Like I wish I would have known about this company. I totally would have gone with that, you know, um, just because it's frankly a lot a better system of, of doing it. And so I was kind of looking around and they, they came out with hardware to make a chair with. And I was like, so it's kind of hard to explain, but basically what all it, it's like kind of a simple project. Like you would just... Think of like a, a very small, like, you know, a seat sized, like river table type thing. That's what I'm thinking. So just, you know, maybe two inches or something like that deep. And I don't know, I don't know how, how wide I'll, I'll go, but like, I don't know, like 15 inches wide or something like that, you know, for like a chair, 15, like a 15 inch or, or so square seat. And probably even like b- the back will probably be about the same type of thing. And so you can, they have like little metal things that just kind of connect the two pieces and, and form, you know, the, the bottom of the chair and the back. And they're, it's all just like simple, like metal brackets and things where you can just kind of bolt things together. Um, and there's probably like legs and stuff you can buy. But I was like, that would be like the coolest shop furniture thing, you know, project. Like I would totally use that <laughs> all day. That's one of the problems that I have is a lot of projects. Like I don't, we live in a tiny apartment we don't have room for stuff. Like I'm not making a river table. There's nowhere to put it, you know, um, maybe a bench or something like that. But I mean, like not maybe. Uh, eventually I want to replace our coffee table, but we just, there's not a lot of stuff that we need or can fit, you know, in our place. So I don't do a lot of projects like that, but for the shop, I'm trying to think of, you know, new projects that I can do like that, that, uh, and one of the things I like about that is it's also not like, you know, river tables are a pretty big deal. Like you got to clear out some space in your shop mm-hmm. to, to put, if you're making like a six foot long table, I mean, even a coffee table, you got to have a place to put it. And it's kind of hard when I'm, you know, <laughs> making blanks and doing all, all kinds of different stuff. I don't have a lot of room without really changing things around. And so like a chair, like that's a pretty simple, easy project that doesn't require a lot of space to to get it all put together and cast it and do all that stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that. I want to reach out to that company, see if maybe they would be interested in you know working with me. Either way, I'll probably just buy the stuff. I don't think it costs that much anyway. <laughs> so that's a project that's on the list definitely for next year, probably early next year too. Yeah, what uh what remind me the the name oh, again? I, I want uh, I want to All right, so the the dude that I that I saw this was it was Cunningham Woodwork and the okay. company is 
and I just it just escaped my brain. I'm I'm on his uh, page right now, I'm trying to find. There we go. Uh. Oh shoot! Why isn't there? A... Actually, no. He made a chair. That's that's what's going on. So he he made a chair also, um, and I was like, oh, I totally want to make one of those. Um, of course, he didn't like tag them. What's going on? The co- <laughs> oh, okay, so the the company that's what it, it's semi exact like S E M I E X A C T semi semi exact. Okay. Um, so, Sorry. and they're on Instagram at semi-exact. And, and like I said, I, I went to their website. Like, it was weird. I went to their Instagram thing. And then on one of their posts, it had the, the like, geotag thing or, what you know, whatever. Like, it was, like, in and it said Minden, Nevada. And I was, like, wait. And I was, like, confused. Like, am I, is it, like, is this a weird thing? Like, it knows where I am or something? <laughs> like, I was, like, what's going on? And then I looked up their, their thing. And they're literally in the tiny town that I live in. I was like, wow, that's odd, kind of, you know. So I'm pretty excited. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't really wait cool. to, to do something, like I said, the chair thing. Yeah, so they they have, like, little – there's, like, little metal feet, and then there's, like, little metal brackets that kind of connect that 90 degree, you know, from the chair bottom to the top. And, I mean, you could even just mm-hmm. make a stool. Like, it's all of that kind of simple stuff where you just, you know, think of, like, a, a river table. You just, like, kind of bolt on legs. They even have legs for river tables. They have all kinds of different things. And so I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about this company. Like, it's it's pretty neat. And I think it looks like they just keep coming out with, like, new ideas for things, too. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, I, I pulled them up on, on Instagram. I, I like the style, too. It's kind of, like modern a little yeah. bit you know it's yeah it's it's pretty cool. neat That's i think awesome. they make even like small beds world. which i don't know that that necessarily falls into <laughs> i don't know that you want to make a resin river bed frame <laughs> you know maybe i don't know maybe you could figure something out with that but like they just make hardware for different types of things so a lot of it kind of think woodworking but there there's so many things like those types of, of just metal bracket type things that, that kind of connect pieces or, or create legs or whatever, um, it just works so well for, for like, you know, hybrid re- resin and wood types of things um, where it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do joinery, you know, to make legs and, and connect things together. That's what that stuff does. It makes it real easy where it's just bolt together. Um, it makes it, you can focus on your resin stuff and then just kind of add the hardware real quick and it just... You know, coming from like making custom furniture, like that's it's just way easier. You know, <laughs> like trying to figure out the joinery oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It wouldn't be that big of a deal necessarily for me because I kind of know how to do that stuff and have the tooling. But I mean, for most people out there, they're not like, oh, let me you know get my <laughs> you know shaper out and router and all. You know, like there's a lot of tools that you need to have to to be able to do that kind of you know joinery and stuff on on you know furniture or whatever projects it just makes it a lot easier when you can pull out a drill and <laughs> be like okay we're done you know yeah definitely yeah no i i agree i agree well um okay do you want to move on to question questions? time yeah you got one okay yeah i do so one of the things i want to ask you um because i i've noticed 
maybe it's just a personal bias since I haven't been making them too much, but I was wondering, have you been making any blocks recently, like short run, kind of mm. hybrid, larger blocks? Have you Not been a whole any of those lot. Lately? Um, some. Um, I'm, I've been actually kind of keeping, I'm not, I'm kind of transitioning from putting a lot of that type of stuff up on the website. One of the, one of the problems with having a website and then making, you know, one-off blocks is you got to constantly add another listing <laughs> every, you know, all these mm-hmm. things, which is not that big of a deal, but it's not awesome either. Um, it's, it's easier to just try and sell them on like Instagram directly without having to go through all that stuff. Um, and so that's one thing. That's not the reason behind this, but um, I'm, I want to start doing those mystery boxes. So I've actually been kind of keeping things. And, and the way that I want uh, uh, this may change, but the way that I kind of thought for the for the mystery boxes was to have a few pen blanks and then like a handle blank um, every month, so that you're kind of if you wanted to make like a handled, you know, like a pizza cutter or something like something like that with a handle, you could have that or you could cut it into bottle stoppers or, you know, like lots of different things. But that way you're not just getting like pen blanks only. And also that way mm-hmm. we can, uh, the other thing about the mystery boxes, I want to do like half of the blanks that go in there are going to be made on the live streams. So, you know, cause I would imagine that many of the people that are going to be interested in that would pro- are probably going to the live streams anyway, kind of, or you know, at least watch videos and stuff. I don't know that I'm going to get as many people just randomly off Google or, you know, whatever that come to my site and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm totally just going to sign up for this mystery box thing that I don't really know much about. I think it's a little bit more geared to- towards those people that are you know watching. And so I thought, Oh, it'd be cool if we make them. You know, like the people are watching and they can kind of actually have an input on what we make for for half, mm-hmm. at least half. I don't I want it to be some mystery. And so um, I'm going to make extras. So like half of them, I'm just going to make kind of on my own. But, you know, we'll we'll make some on the on the stream. So I've actually been saving things um, and not like listing them specifically to, to kind of get some inventory for the mystery boxes to go. But, yeah, no, not I haven't been making that many. I do want to make more. Um, I just haven't. I don't know. I, I just haven't really been able to. And, and again, because things are kind of weird with it, I was, you know, rebuilding a website and doing all this stuff. I just didn't mm-hmm. know what, what to do. I don't want to add a bunch of one-off listings in the middle of all that too. How, how about right. and you haven't either? Makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I haven't as much. I made, I don't know, maybe like six or so, um, not not too long ago, like a couple of weeks ago, um, and three of them I had made during uh, during like a YouTube video, um, and I don't know what, what what was interesting. And again, you know, it's it's maybe somewhat of like a personal bias, but um, it just seems like they're not as widely made and or possibly used as they were, like a couple years ago um when you and i were were making them a lot and again that maybe just is uh you know like personal bias it seems like there's less people well i mean not less people it seems like there's less um you you can't just post a picture on instagram and get the same reach that you did a couple years ago because like those things were super Mm -hmm. popular and whatever like i just remember the first few that i did and posted on Instagram, like, you know, like a little short video type thing. Um, but just like a normal post, 
it, I mean, I got tons of views. It was nuts, you know, with just a few um, hashtags right. and all this stuff. And, like, the problem is, like, now it seems like the algorithm, like, you have to make reels if you want to get in front of anybody at this point on, on like, Instagram and, and some of those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so, and, like, TikTok even. Um, I don't, I'm not really on TikTok, but, I mean, that's, you got to make, like, videos, <laughs> like, real mm-hmm. you know whatever mm-hmm. kind of videos and i and that seems to be getting a lot more traction from what i hear from other people um and i just i kind of look at like you know scott wishart is a lot more um like he's much better at instagram than i am and and some other people that i follow and it just like that seems to be like the majority of what they post or at least what i see i guess i don't i don't know you know that's that's the algorithm that's that's what i'm seeing so i'm kind of assuming that that has something to do with it um the other thing that i've also found though is there's a lot of people seems like they have like private groups like facebook groups and that's kind of how they distribute or like sell things it seems like if they they do that where they're making like a bunch of one-offs um, they just have this group mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, just sign up for my group. And I, I, they drop pictures there and people can like either, I don't know if they bid on them or, or what, but that seems to be kind of popular too um, with, with people making blanks. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they're popular. I mean, it's not like anybody's gone anywhere, but one thing that might've kind of happened is, you know, with COVID, <laughs> maybe people just were like, I'm going to make my own, you know, more people are, are making their own or something like that can't imagine that that would right there's that many people you know but you think about it i mean the blocks are like the most they're like the perfect blank because you could cut them up into like four pen blanks you can make ring blanks you can make stoppers you can make handles you can make knife scales you can make pistol grips like like you can make anything out of a two inch block you know so to to me it's kind of like kind of the perfect blank but you got to get it's marketing. You got to get it in front of the people. Right. That's that. I think that's been the tough thing for me. Um, right. I just do better yeah, no, pen blanks I, I because agree. people know that's what I make. I, I think, and and those p- people that are interested in that are following me. They're not necessarily like I don't think pen pen turners aren't particularly interested in those. So that's where the kind of disconnect is for me. It's not like I have a bunch of knife makers following me. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think a lot of it for me is a combination of two things. One, not being anywhere nearly as active on Instagram as as I used to be. And then um, you know, the same thing with with YouTube, you know, when I would have a lot of those blocks um because because like the pen blanks they kind of market themselves you know though that's like a search term that the people search for you know um but like there's nothing there's no really good search term that you can call those type of blocks you kind of have to direct people to them and um yeah i i I think you hit the nail on the head it's it's hard to just have people magically know that they're there unless you're doing active marketing and I think that's something that I just need to to step up with. But I mean, I only have maybe eight or so in in stock. I don't have that many. And what I need to do is make a lot of them so that I'll feel extra motivated to 
go out and, and market them. It's just, what's tough, like one of the things I used to love to do is make a batch of them and then a couple of the transparent ones or like just really, really wild ones, I would fully polish them like on the buffing wheel, you know, just take them to basically like a display mm-hmm. block level and, um, you know, and then, and then do like some really cool videos on, on those and kind of use those as a promotional aspect. And I could still, you know, polish them pretty dang good with like hand sanding and stuff like that, but it's takes a lot longer and it's not as, uh, not as quick and easy. So yeah. I haven't done that, but yeah. And actually anyway. you, you brought up another good point. I don't make that many of them ever. Like, it's not like I'm making, you know, batches of these, like I make one <laughs> you know, or two. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of hard. Like people aren't, even if they were following me and they do want that type of product, I just don't make that many of them anyway. So they're not really like, you know, looking where there's other people that are just making those things. Like that's pretty much what they do. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to follow and see all these different things and get, you know, more, more, you get, you would get more interaction, you know, I, I think with that, with people that are interested in that stuff, when there's a lot, that's what their feed is showing you, you know, they're going to want to see what's happening. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, do you have a question you wanted to switch to? Yeah, I was wondering, so what types of cups do you use usually for, for your mixing? Do you yeah, stick so, with paint like paint or do you, do you kind of have a lot of different ones? Yeah, I use, um, so the main like kind of smaller cups that I use are 16 ounce clear solo cups. Mm-hmm. Those I don't think I'll probably ever switch from. I just, I really like them. They're super cheap. Um, they're a good size. Like, any like i i can make two colors worth of um like two batches worth of pen blanks in a single mm-hmm. single cup so like let's say i'm making two batches of blue and whites then i can have one cup filled almost all the way to the top with blue and the other with white you know or if i'm just doing um you, you know just a, a a single color then that's that's super easy too but um yeah, so I I really like those in terms of the larger kind of mixing ones. The ones that I I use a lot mainly just because they are uh cheap and and easy to get off of Amazon are the TCP mixing ones. Mm-hmm. Um I know like there's some way better ones out there that I've gotten mainly just from actually going to the physical hardware store. Um the kind of off white. Yeah mixing ones whereas like these tcp ones they are technically hdpe but they're like the crystal clear hdpe and i think something about that type of hdpe isn't as good um it just like sticks more to it and you know i I remember I, i got a couple like really large buckets for big pours from ace hardware and they were the kind of off white and man the resin just did not stick to those at all yeah um and so I know I'm disappointed because I really like the TCP ones. I, one thing, the bottom of those is dead flat, mm-hmm. dead flat. There is absolutely yeah. no anything. They're a little bit bigger They're You know, like, so most of the other paint mixing cups that are like the one quart, I think, is that right? Like a quart mixing cup. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like 32 ounces or, you know, like a quart. <laughs> Whereas the, the TCP ones are actually a little bit bigger, which is kind of nice. But yeah, like, 
one of the problems I had was they would crack when I was trying to get the peel stuff out. Like the yeah. cup would break. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. What I think I've found, though, is I think that happens in the winter a lot mm. more. When those, like, it never happened in the summer. And I was like, oh, this is way better, you know? Interesting. Um, but the thing that I hate about their cups, they don't have milliliters on them. I'm like, <laughs> come on. This is like the most standard measurement like <laughs> on a cup why is this so like i always oh, i'm just like oh my gosh now i gotta convert things back and forth because i i just one of the things that i've found i don't know if you kind of if you knew this or if i mentioned it um i'm used to doing things by weight because i use clear slow you know alumilite clear slow for most things and that and just most of the things that i do are are a weight measurement resin i don't use a lot of the epoxies that are volume, but I've been starting to use ACC plus a lot more and it's volume. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm always like in my brain, I kind of quickly know how many, you know, grams something is going to take. Like I I kind of can picture that. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at being like, Oh, it's so many ounces that just, that doesn't really compute. I'm just so used to a number, a weight uh, measurement. And so but what I found is you can basically just convert grams to milliliters. Like it, it's pretty much a straight across. Like if it's like, oh, this thing's going to take about 500 grams, 500 milliliters is the same thing pretty much. Like it, I usually add a little bit more just to make sure, but it, it's so far, it's been a pretty much straight across conversion, which kind of makes sense because that's how those things work. Like for water anyway, it is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. resin slightly different, uh, spe- uh, specific gravity from water slight. It's like slightly off, but I mean, it's pretty much pretty close. So it's, it is pretty much convertible from, um, a mass to volume, uh, measurement. And so I always pull those things out and there's no milliliters and I'm like, ah, oh, now I gotta either convert it to like ounces or mess around with this. And I don't want to do that. So I wish they would just add tick marks with milliliters. It would just be so much nicer, but they've been okay. Like I said, after I was just really frustrated last winter when when I first got some, and they would just crack, and I was like, <laughs> okay, so these are disposable, like these are terrible, you know, like this is killing me. Um, but yeah, there's I get some that are Mountain Hardware, the quart mixing cups, and those things are pretty resilient. It's that kind of more opaque, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever off white kind of thing. Um, I've also found the the Home Depot ones and the Lowe's ones, whatever brand those are, they work pretty good too. I, I would say those are yeah. even better. Um, but yeah, so and then I use I like this, this six. I think they're sixteen ounce uh, mixing cups, like or, or solo cups too. They're just I've been using them for so long, and they just like you said, like they just work for like the sizes for pen blanks that I do. They're just easier. I don't really want to have a a quart mixing cup you know and then the the pint there's also you can get a pint mixing cup like paint mixing cup but those are like smaller somehow it's it's not it's like the 16 ounce solo cups are actually bigger than this than a than a pint mixing cup and so it's not enough like i'd be spilling it all over the place for for certain things so yeah, I, w- I was just kind of curious, like what you did. I know a lot of people kind of use like different things. A lot of people just use the paint mixing cups. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of harder when you're doing like a bunch of, um, you know, like I mean, you're not going to use a paint mixing cup if you're doing like ten color, like a ten color blank or something like that. You got to have right. something smaller, you know. 
And so that's what I always do. The, the thing that I don't like is that you're just, they're one-time use, you know, and you're just throwing them away every time. But right, it just right. works. Like if they would make a 20-ounce, 20 20-ounce 20 paint mixing cup, that would be perfect. I would actually, I would actually get rid of solo cups, but they just don't, there's nothing that size out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a bummer. Right. Yeah. One, one of the things that I think, um, you know, when I get like my, my shop set up and I, I I'd like to get like a similar, um, cabinet or, or like a, a similar kind of storage system that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'll get you know, like the, the same type of cabinet or, or, or not, but, but I, I really like how you kind of have all of your stuff, um, just kind of stashed away, you know, yeah. f- for all your supplies and, and all of that. I'd like to get some, um, of those little Dixie cups. I've seen people, which I thought is, is clever when they're doing like 10 color pours, like you were mentioning, um, with just a little bit of resin in each cup, they'll use those Dixie cups. And because um, that is something that even with the 16 ounce cups, I found myself when I'm doing, you know, a, a 10 color pour or something, I'm still using maybe like a fifth of that cup yeah. and it just feels feels wasteful, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, those Dixie cups are the epitome of single use cups anyway. That's what they're made for. So um are you, you know, talking I, about like the plastic one or the paper ones yeah the ones that are literally like i don't know maybe like a couple inches tall no oh, yeah you know those those little ones yeah. um i have some those of those. like little dixie water cups um one thing um, to keep in mind and you probably know this some of those things some of the paper cups have are wax lined and you do not want to use those for resin casting most of them are not but there are some out there so just just make sure if you buy some paper cups that you're not getting wax lined on the inside because mm-hmm. then you're going to be putting a bunch of wax in your resin and it's it's not going to be good <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, the funny thing is i've heard that from people and i've never seen any i have never seen these things that, that people are talking about but supposedly back in the day that's what i always heard so i'm always kind of like if i buy them i'm like Ugh. Is there any wax or any weird stuff in these things? Right. Um, speaking of like storage and stuff, one of the things that I forgot to mention, um, I don't know, probably a month ago or so now, but when uh, we were gutting like the, the first story of the house and the remodel and, and taking out the kitchen, all of those kitchen cabinets we saved. Mm. And so I'm going to be reusing those. That's cool. In the shop, which will be, which will be cool. I mean, I don't know. Um, there's definitely a couple that are going to be like the the upper ones. Those will be great for for storage. Um, we'll see how much of like the the lower ones I use. But yeah, that's that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to in in the in the next shop is to have a good good storage setup yeah. because one of the things that I ran into in my in my old shop is I had, um, I had several racks and I had a couple shelves and there's a few things I didn't like about them. Um, the racks, you know, well, first and foremost on both of them, um, they just don't look that cleanly. Like no matter what, you know, they just, you, 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 you're seeing everything, right? Which the, the nice thing about being able to put things behind a closed door, is yeah, it's a few more seconds to actually open a, a cabinet door and, and grab it, but it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. 
And then the other thing too, um, especially with the storage racks and some of the shelves is it's easy for things to, to kind of fall off. You yeah. know, I would have a bunch of my molds stacked up on my, on my racks and a little bump, you know, <laughs> yeah. would send them ca- cascading, especially you know? HDP. Uh, they just slide. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, anyway, kind of went on a no, that's, side tangent. That's, about I think that, that's an important one. And I, you know, I'm just, I'll tell you what, like I said, it was a, it was like this huge eye opening experience when, cause I was like, I need to put stuff away. One of my problems is I would get dust everywhere. Like, like literally mm-hmm. cover every surface in my shop. Um, when I was turning, like when I turned bigger projects on, on the lathe, it would just, it, part of the problem that I, I, I realized I had a huge fan and I would blow the dust away from me. Like I'm thinking, okay, it's just, you know, I would, I would have it behind me and it would blow kind of across the lathe and that way I'm not breathing the dust. Well, the problem is it's just basically blowing it everywhere in the, in the shop. So mm-hmm. I wasn't one, I wasn't keeping it away from me. And two, it was just covering everything every time I would turn something like that. And I was like, oh my God. So I wanted stuff to be put away because of that. And and so I've also, you know, since realized the fan thing was, was kind of a problem, but um, but it's just nice because even if you're not creating a giant dust cloud in your shop, like I was doing, it still gets dirty, dusty, and stuff gets mm-hmm. on it all over the place. And so, you know, there's so many things that we don't use daily, you know, in our shops. There, there's tools and there's all kinds of stuff. And, you know, between the, the like, cabinets, like the full-size, you know, standing cabinets, I love those. I have, like, three or four in my shop now, and I'm I'm telling you, those are those were the greatest thing that I bought. But, the well for big things, I, I would say that those are great for putting kind of big things away. But the best thing was those toolboxes. When I, when I realized, cause I was looking at kitchen cabinets and different types of, you know, there's like garage storage kind of solutions and all this stuff. And for a workshop, the best thing to do is get a toolbox because they have like 5,000 short, um, you know, drawers, the mm-hmm. kitchen cabinets, they'll have like three gigantic drawers. Those are so useless. <laughs> like unless you're putting mm-hmm. molds or something in there, you know, big things. Most of what we're doing, we're putting mica powders away or dyes or, you know, like tiny tools, you know, like turning mm-hmm. tools and stuff. Like if you're going to put tool type things away, then get a toolbox. They're they're cheaper. Uh, that was that was the big thing. Um mm-hmm. You know, some of those crazy like built in or not built in, but like the, the custom garage you know, cabinet systems and stuff. I was seriously thinking about buying some of those and it would have been so expensive. Like those things are ridiculous. You can go down to Home Depot or even cheaper, you can go down to Harbor Freight and get a rollaway toolbox and you like you get one or two of those things and like you're covered. Like <laughs> like all your mm-hmm. tools are put away. You know, and it's just right. so interesting. I always and I had those things, but I'd always put kind of like more they were more like mechanic tools like sockets and i don't know i just for some reason that's just that's the type of toolbox that like mechanics have and that's what i associated with it well when i realized you can put your any whatever tools (laughs) in a toolbox i was like oh this is the greatest thing you know on the planet and they're you know they roll and do stuff some of them have like you know where where like the top is is wood and so it could be like your workbench and they're, they even like change heights and stuff. Like it's, it's nuts. What, what, what's all out there. So 
Um, if anybody needs storage solutions, yeah, go go find one of those metal cabinets for the big stuff, like standing full size, and then the rollaway kind of toolboxes. The sticker shock when you look at it, because I always looked at these things and they're really they can be pretty darn expensive. But when you compare that to other options, they're way cheaper. So um, I definitely check those things out. I, it's it's been the best. Um, I have and I have like three um, of those big roll roll away kind of toolbox things now, and it's just amazing. I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward, as I've said before in the past, to kind of just make you know take all of the things that i've learned over the last handful of years of having a shop Mm -hmm. and you know all the things that um i've learned you know from talking to you about your experiences too like here on the podcast and and you know other things i've seen people do on youtube and just you know all all of that knowledge of um better ways to do things than i was and finally get a get a chance to to do it it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, maybe this week is, is one of those, uh, periods of free time that I'll be able to do kind of one of those, those videos or, or at the very least just do it on, on my own. Um, like we were talking about a few episodes ago about, um, planning, planning like the layout of my shop and, and everything kind of more in detail and maybe making like a video on kind of my, my thought process and, and stuff. Um, Again, even if I don't make a video, it's it's something I definitely want to do. Um, and if I do make a video, I'm going to kind of have to brainstorm the best way to do it. But I still think if I can think of a good way to make it, um, I don't know, fun, fun for viewers to experience. I think it would be a cool process because, you know, you always see these like shop tours and, you know, people showing certain sections of how they did something in a shop or whatever, but um, you very rarely get to see the process or like the thought process yeah. behind it. I mean, they exist, they totally exist, but it's kind of the minority. It's usually yeah. the after the fact, like, here's what I did, you know? Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, and I, I, I would imagine it's just harder, you know, if you're really looking at like, um, you know, uh, keywords it's it's much hard like nobody's searching for that necessarily in that it's right. hard to put the keywords to that um it's it's better for like people that are just following you it'd be a good one for just you know your regular viewers uh, kind of thing mm-hmm. generally easier but you know I, I just think when people search around you know they're they're making a video they can just cherry pick these other things that people are searching for all over the place. And they're like, uh, I think I'll just do this video instead. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Try and get more right. views. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, is there another question you wanted to uh, switch gears to? Um, well, I don't know. Where are we at here? We're getting kind of... We're, we're getting close to the hour mark. I Well, I actually have uh, an interesting... Um, Somebody asked me a question in email that I, I was I thought I'd bring up on, on the on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, how, like CA glues can be pretty strong smelling. Um, some people are like actually kind of like allergic to them or just super sensitive to that 
that smell uh, from CA glues. And so somebody emailed me and they're like, you know, I, I, I'm at the point now where they like, I get like shortness of breath <laughs> when I'm using like doing a CA finish on my pens. And so, yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to bring that up because there's a couple things that I'm not a hundred percent sure about this one way to maybe get around that issue. The obvious one is you're going to want to wear, um, a you know, a, a organic respirator. vapor respirator at that point, that'll, that'll fix the problem, but you have to go find one of those. So you have to get one of those, like, you know, kind of like half mask kind of things with the canisters and you need to make sure it's for organic vapors. Um, or, or there's, there's, uh, there was another term also that I saw. Um, the, I used to use a 3M mask. Uh, they were kind of popular. A lot of people use like the same same one and it's got like two um like two canisters kind of hanging off the front um but i found on the wood turners wonders uh website I'm, i need to look it up um i'm looking it up right now real quick but on wood turners wonders and they got a lot of pretty cool stuff but they have um uh a, a respirator from a, a company called Sundstrom, S-U-N-D-S-T-R-O-M. And they have a kit that has all the canisters and everything that you need, plus the mask. And it's only one canister on the front, which is kind of nice. It was, it, I was looking at this thing and after I got it, it's lighter and more comfortable than the 3M one that I was wearing. But it comes with, um, and they call it a chemical cart they just call it chemical cartridge so chemical or organic vapor is kind of this, the other way that that i was used to with like 3m um, you want to make sure that you have that and that'll that'll help take care of it and that's also what you're going to need if you uh, you know are working in a place that doesn't have um, very good ventilation for resin casting that's the same thing that you're going to want to have for that um, you can't just get by with like a particulate matter you know, like an N100 or N95 or something like that, that's not going to do anything for, for those chemical smells. Um, so I wanted to mention that that's a way, if you're sensitive to CA glue, you're, you'll either want to get a respirator or another way. And, and, and again, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe that um, this product will also help with that. Um, or it may be worth trying. So you don't have to wear a respirator every time, but there are CA glues that are odorless. And that, you know, in some cases, it may not be like the actual smell, um, you know, that's that, that's bothering people. They may it may be the, the vapors, you know, so whether it smells bad or not may not fix your problem. <laughs> you know, um, you, you may just be allergic to it, I guess, or something or have a, a sensitivity to it. In that case, you need to go with a respirator. But if it's something where it's just more like the, the strong smell that kind of makes your eyes burn, um, they do make some that are, are odorless and uh, it's Bob Smith Industries. This is, this is one of them that I know of um, and I've used it for finishes and it's really good. Um, Bob Smith Industries Super Gold Plus is odorless. So you might check into that if, if you're somebody that has an issue or you just do not like the smell of <laughs> CA glue. It's, it bothers you. Um, they do have other alternatives out there that are good for finishes too. So just kind of wanted to, it was kind of a lot of things packed into that question, but it, you know, so it might help somebody else out that, that has a similar issue. I just wanted to kind of bring it up. So I thought I'd do that. Do you have any issues with CA glue? 
Uh, no. I mean, in the past, the main, uh, not not what you were referring to. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's it's been so long since I did a CA glue finish. I re- I do remember experiencing something similar, and I forget what it was. I forget if it was that I, like the smell was just really really bad for me and would kind of like make my nostrils hurt sometimes or if it was that it was like making my eyes water sometimes i i yeah. i forget what it was it, it's it's been so long probably but the eyes watering I d- thing because i've had yeah. some of those like when you're dousing things <laughs> you know like it's i mean you're just like oh my god this is killing me yeah i think that's what it was but um, it's tough because it's not like there's you don't there's not a as far as i know anyway there's not an odorless version and and that will help with that eye watering thing and stuff like i because i used to use that i i got annoyed with it i was kind of up in uh, up against a wall uh originally with my comet and it was just horrible when i was when i was putting ca finishes on and stuff like that there was just no air movement and it would just go straight in my eyes so i i ended up switching to that odorless stuff and it helped um for for that like i said if you have an allergy or some some other weirdness um you know like shortness of breath that's something that i'm like i don't know what that is and that doesn't i don't know that just getting rid of the that the the bad smell is going to fix that i think that you know if you got like things that are like i can't breathe kind of things you want to wear a respirator <laughs> you know but um, yeah, but it definitely does help with that if you're doing it, but you only, there's only so many versions, right? And so that's always been the problem when I'm dousing things where I want it to penetrate in, I don't know of a super thin odorless one, right? The, the, the super gold plus that stuff was a little bit thicker, um, a little bit more for like a finish. Uh, you know, I would, I would, it was fairly similar to the, um, the flex, the thin flex from mercury that I use now. Um, I like mercury better uh, personally, but it was somewhat similar to that. So it's a little bit thicker and, and, you know, a little bit more working time. It's just not going to be as good for penetrating in necessarily like, like the super fast thin from Starbond. I love that stuff for, you know, like really absorbing into things and, and filling tiny, tiny cracks. So you're, there's only so many, you know, versions of it out there, but, you know, um, for a finish, if, if that's the issue, um, that stuff will, should help out a little bit if it, you know, depending on, on your circumstances, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap it up? Nope. We had no other questions on the emails or anything. We do. Um, so Lindsay Stern asked us a handful of questions. Um, but I think to give her, the justice she deserves we should probably maybe use a couple of them as topics in the next episode okay. um it's up to, it's up to you no, it's that's just a good idea I, I yeah okay cool let's do it Lindsay. hold on until the next episode we will we will talk about them don't worry and thank you for for the questions as well and you other listeners out there definitely send in questions or, or topic ideas as well we we definitely love that Um, so thank you all so much for listening we'll see you in the next episode all right guys thanks for listening if you'd like to help support the show you can do so over on a patreon it's at patreon.com slash the resin cast also if you have any questions that you want to submit you can do so at the resin cast at gmail.com and make sure to check us out on youtube you can search for wine country pens or resin works studio 
And check out our websites, winecountrywoodworks.com, winecountrymica.com, and resinworksstudio.com.